Spurs, the podcast that's 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity, hosted by Spurs fangirls me, Acid, and Patty. Hey, Patty. Hi, Acid. Woo! Hey. Yeah, I think immediately, if you're listening, you're going to notice that we sound much happier than we have in recent episodes. And I wonder why. Maybe it has something to do with us recording after the Leeds win. I, th- I think it does. It probably, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the Leeds game, both halves of the Leeds game, during halftime. But for now, we're going to talk about the thing that we can't avoid talking about, which is, of course, um, our new manager, Antonio Conte. So it's, I guess it's another season and another former Chelsea manager whose image we're trying to adapt the Spurs or I don't know, or is it Spurs adapting their image to be more traditionally winnery? I don't know. But we're gonna dive into the very obvious efforts to do it. <laughs> so the first half, we're gonna talk about the Conte hype train and kind of break down what appears to be a PR masterclass in trying to take um, uh, Antonio Conte's image and adapting it to, to the Spurs image. Um, and in the second half, uh, what we know you're all here for, we're going to talk about BBs of the week. Okay. It's when Patty and I stalk the Spurs players' Instagrams and the Spurs players' wives and girlfriends' Instagrams, and in some cases, the Spurs players' aunties' Instagrams <laughs> to find content about their really, really cute kids. Journalism. So, it, it is. That's what, that's what we're about. So if you're listening... Uh, check out the episode description and you will see what the hell it is we're talking about at different points of the show in there, including some really cute Spurs baby pics. All right, cool, let's get started. So first on the agenda, the Conti hype train. So as we said earlier, it seems like a PR masterclass mm. in trying to get, get his image, which is heavily Chelsea, heavily on Spurs and trying to make it as Spurs as possible. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's it's actually kind of doing two jobs. It's doing that. And in some cases, it's trying to be like, oh, hey, we're on a new path now. No more of the old ways, which in some cases is unsaid, but the new no way. <laughs> I don't know, Asad. Like, obviously, we didn't do an emergency pod when Antonio Conte was first announced for logistical reasons we wanted to we couldn't but i think it's actually good that we didn't because now we're actually able to see a couple games in and more less speculation more i guess reaction to actual results and you're right it has been an interesting rollout the pr team at, at you know hotspur way has been hard at work and in this half asset and i are going to break down what Asset has uh, observed as the framework and the plan, <laughs> the strategy, or what we assume is the strategy of how to make Conte Spursy or how to make Spurs Conte. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe it's all one and the same. So, okay, step one show how much he gives a fuck. <laughs> so, I think just glance at the Twitter and you will see that one of the threads is definitely about his passion. So I guess, how do you execute that? Slather all our social media accounts in photos of him displaying this said passion, right? So check out this link, and it's pretty much picture after picture after picture of his face 
in various like intense expressions. He's yelling at someone. He's pointing and yelling at the same time. He's he's clapping and yelling at the same time. You know, all, all of this. It's just, he's Mr. Intensity all the damn time. So, you know, there's this internet meme of the WWE's McMahon that shows him like, getting like more and more intense until he explodes i'm sure someone on reddit has done this and i'm gonna try to look up the meme because it really reminded me of this thread of like intensity level one intensity level two intensity level three explosion and yeah, i like, know his level one is already really really high <laughs> i mean i've said it to you privately and i will keep saying this forever and ever but i'm really scared for this man's health and I really, really hope that Quante is either on statins or some, I don't know, what, what keeps blood pressure down because I don't want to lose a coach due to overexcitement and passion. But it looks like we're really trying to show that he really gives a fuck. So, step two. At least in my very limited experience of this man, it seems that uh, he doesn't smile. I think there has been a reward put out for anyone that has caught him smiling. Um, however, as you guys know, Tottenham's brand, we have Sonny as one of our top players, guys. It's a smiley, friendly, your neighborhood Spider-Man kind of vibe. And so the accessibility has to be there. And this man is all Italian fine leather, literally. And so it's really tough to really reconcile that. So step two really involves transforming that toughness that he has or just like a stink cool and making it very accessible and just something that you're not afraid he's not anymore like that scary uncle he's that non-scary wise guy <laughs> that we're really trying to force on us in this instagram post we see from the official spurs account his first day quote unquote on the pitch and how he is like smiling happy to be there so he's wearing obviously the training kit of the uh, management and he looks like he was told to i don't know imagine unicorns and butterflies and rainbows and they managed like i don't know how many shots and the best one is what we get the caption goes this afternoon at hotspur way our new head coach met the squad and observed training raise your hands emoji and acid yeah. i guess yeah this this is him smiling it's it's a sight that's yeah it is yeah so the, there are two photos here and the first one is him smiling the second one i know they're trying to pass off as a smile but he honestly looks pain <laughs> but but you know credit where credit is yeah. due the first one he's smiling I, that's a proper smile i mean you know what as we grow with him he will learn to smile more i hope it, it you know and i hope that he does enjoy smiling and that it's not forced and that we have more things to smile about. Totally. Okay, so that's steps one and two. Step three is show, don't tell DNA. So I know that in the past, we've talked a lot about, the club has talked a lot about staying true to Tottenham Hotspur DNA, but I don't think he's actually said those words yet himself, Conte. And I guess they're hoping that the actions speak louder than words. And the action they've chosen to take is to bring on board the most he's one of our own of all of the coaching staff, which happens to be Ryan Mason. So shortly after Conte joined, Ryan Mason uh, tweeted a photo of himself in the like first team management kit 
saying delighted to have been asked by the boss to join the first team for first team staff as coach i'm excited for this next chapter so really like i'm, I'm not saying that it's a purely pr move because ryan mason is incredibly yes. talented and we love him but it's a it's a smart so move smart. to like really publicly move him into the conte team I love it. So it de de chelsifies him slightly to have Ryan by his side, right? No, this is amazing, and it's really like a stroke of genius to include the favorites, right? You gotta ingratiate yourselves to the natives, literally. And what a better way than Mister PR himself, Ryan Mason, who is just incredibly loved. So, good job. But guys, step four: you can't just have it all internal. You got to get some external validation as well. And we get that uh, in the form of tweets and like journalists covering the Spurs. Uh, for example, Alistair Gold really just seeding, literally seeding <laughs> um, stories of passion. Uh, so apparently uh, Conte was half an hour late Boo. to a press conference, but apparently it's because he was caught up with training. So it's like, see guys, I don't, I can be late to the press duties because I care so much about training and that's what the fans want to hear. So, you know, it's, I think, really well fucking played. I am not for Cardenas, obviously, respect people's time, but okay, let's give him some leeway. I hope he's not a serial, like, tardy person I feel for the press too but yeah it's nice it's nice to get all these like how they're really really trying in all channels to make this work and to make it seem like he's really not the Chelsea guy that we know and not love necessarily but know of and is it yeah know and are yeah. suspicious mm, of skeptical know and are yeah. afraid of <laughs> yeah awesome which brings us to step five and now you take really uh, public actions of how you are quote-unquote undoing the sins of the past for some, even if, if those sins are like not really they're only just beliefs and they're not really <laughs> real or they're not founded in anything real so I think there's been like a perception that our players are kind of getting lax and getting lazy and like just don't don't give a fuck anymore pretty much this past week there was a Uh, I guess a news article, if you could call it that, on Mail Online Sport that talks about how Conte has taken like a really hard line when it comes to nutrition. So supposedly, uh, he's he's banned stuff like ketchup and mayo and brown sauce at the at the canteen. Supposedly, also he's he's pretty much just told some of the players, "Hey, you're fat and you need to get your shit together." And, and it's supposedly part of how he's trying to change their mentality. So no, none of those awesome sauces, no quote-unquote heavy food and sandwiches. He's also like cut back the amount of fruit juice given to the players and the amount of oil and butter used in cooking. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I, I'm all for fitness and nutrition, but it's, I hope it's not like bordering on like poor self-esteem for our lads. I don't think, is anyone really heavy? Like, yeah, I, well, it's not body shame though. Yeah, bo body positivity. 
But I mean, I guess that's how you make a winning team. I don't know. It just feels very like, you know, like the Nian coaches and like the Mighty Ducks where they're the opposing team and they're so disciplined and they're not having fun because they're like eating all these like, I don't know, healthy things and are just on a strict regimen. That's kind of like what it sounds like to ban ketchup and mayo. Like, why is it they don't eat some more? Do condiments make you eat some more? I'm a bit skeptical and worried about this point because like food is love and i guess for athletes food is just like fuel what about dyer dyer has spotless he must love to eat i don't know <laughs> i'm just worried i'm just worried about them can, can they get treat do they get treats of ketchup if they win like i love all the memes though on the ketchup um takeaway and on twitter but yeah Ponte, he he's a man with a plan i guess he totally is, yeah. And one, so in that article, it seemed largely focused on food, but there's also like a <laughs> snippet of something a bit off brief, but also still interesting. So supposedly he treated his stars, quote unquote, to a 75 minute video analysis session of the win over the Dutch side. This is Vitesse, I think, despite the meeting initially being penciled in for 20 minutes. So wow, okay, so he's that kind of manager. <gasps> I'm gonna book a meeting for 20 minutes, but it's gonna be three hours. Come on, Conte. Expectations management. Respect everyone's time. If you know you're gonna go 75 minutes, then at least make it 75 minutes or make it 60. But 20 to 75 is insane. What if they had plans? Okay, I get it. Work-life balance is probably not a thing in the athlete world. I don't know. But it's really starting to sound like a stressful work environment. But they seemed happy after the game, which we'll talk about in halftime. But yeah... I mean, steps one to five, if this is what it takes to get the lads back into tip-top shape, into happiness, into, I don't know, winning ways, I guess this is the way to go. <laughs> when we're back, we'll be joined by Kumbaya Master Toby to talk about all this excitement about our Leeds game. See you then. And we're back. Welcome to Stalking Spurs. We're at halftime. And of course, at halftime, we are joined by our football correspondent, also known as our Kumbaya Master, who has clearly been Kumbayaing all day long after our wonderful results. <laughs> we're joined by Toby. Toby, how are you? Hello. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I missed seeing you guys. I missed you, Toby. And it's so nice. You guys can't see this. It's a podcast, but it's smiling faces all around. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with our 2-1 win against Leeds at home. Yeah. Oh my God. We haven't felt this in a while. You know, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't opened an episode or opened halftime on such a, a positive note. <laughs> I think it's a bit like after the well, not after the pandemic, because we're still in it, but, like, after lockdown, you, like, don't realize what you've missed until you start experiencing things again, and it's, like, here, too, you don't realize how much Spurs can have an effect on you while we're losing until we win again, and then you're, like, oh, yeah, sports is fun. Yeah, we feel, like, the other day, we were, like, oh, my God, what, do we feel happier, and is this, is, <laughs> we're happier with life in general, because we're doing well. Sorry, I'm saying doing well. It's been one Premier League win. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys notice, we're totally glossing over uh, our draw. 0-0, zero, zero, my goodness, um, against Everton away. And that uh, Vitesse game, because, you know, just whatever. But 
we will focus on leads because this is, I guess, the first win in a while. And that first half got me shitting bricks because, yeah, I slept after the first half, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, we actually, all of this happiness is coming from the second half because mm-hmm. the first half was dismal. Um, I think a stat came on screen saying that like in, the, in this half and in the last three league games, we had zero shots on target. Wee! So yeah, it was a it's it's amazing how easily you forget it, but it was a really dark time that first half. That's insane. Yeah, it looked like more of the same kind of abysmal, like lacking spirit and not able to string passes together and mount an attack. And I mean, Leeds is a good side, but they're not what they were like last season. So it, they're just not the same threat. And obviously, beating a team in seventeenth at home. I mean, if you even want to finish in the top half of the table, that's something you have to be doing. Yeah. But what a turnaround. Yeah. Oh, my God. So halftime, we don't know what happened. <laughs> Something happened at the half. And then in the second half, hold the phone, pick up the receiver, and dial 1-800-OUR-FORM-IS-BACK. Is it? It's a half. Can you, can you make a half with the form? Anyway, it's, it's good feelings. No, I mean, I love it that... We are back with a 2-1 point at the game. And it's not from Harry or Sonny. Like, what? When I woke up to the news, I'm like, 2-1. I'm like, ah, Harry and Sonny did it again. And then I look at who scored, and I'm like, hi. I love this. I love that it's Hoi Bie who gives us our first point. And I love that it's Reggie that gives the follow-up. Like, these are not the names you expect in a clutch game to deliver. And... This just gives me hope. Like, we are, we could be stacked if used properly. So, I guess what we're not saying is that, is this attributable to, I don't know, guys, we have a new fucking coach, which we have obviously discussed in the uh, first half, but Antonio Conte, Frollo, did he bring this magic to life? What happened? I think he's definitely unlocked something. I mean, yeah, who, who knows? But obviously, he's an extremely successful and experienced manager but yeah i i trust and believe that he's gonna you know break out some stuff for some players like i think harry harry wings could have a bit of a renaissance i think i'm hoping bergvine will have a bit of a renaissance and i think he's going to be able to challenge everybody i think son played a lot better against leeds especially in the second half and was starting to make chances again like he hasn't been for the past you know three four five games um even though he was wonderful in the international break but yeah, I I'm not sure what it is entirely, but you can definitely see his commitment to going forward, committing numbers forward that Mourinho certainly didn't and Nuno didn't so much either. Yeah. Um, so that commitment to the attack, I think, was super obvious. Yeah, and I think a change that I'm seeing also, and not just versus Nuno, but maybe versus Jose as well, is that in like the Jose era, it felt like it really was Harry and Son who were mm-hmm. who we relied on for the goals. And in this, I know we're just talking about one half of one game, but in this one half of one game, it, it felt like more of a cohesive team, mm. like team effort. I think one of the goals, it, it might it might have been Hoy Bears. Yeah. Like in the replays, we noticed it's a team goal. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah, it really touches nearly every player. Before, on yeah, before yeah. it hits the back of the net. So it's, it's feeling different in that way. And I, I really, I, I'm finding it so exciting. It's like more of the team is trying to play like Mora plays every game, which is wanting to win, you know, giving it their all, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, of course, Lucas Mora like did a lot of running, and I love that stat. I think where we outran them by God those twenty kilometers or something in the second half, or I think whole game. I forget the exact number, but it's it's nice to see us attacking. It's nice to see so much energy. I mean, okay, maybe Hoi Bia wasn't so celebrating, but I love it. Yes, I actually I love I super respect that. Like, uh, and we've seen him score a few times already, and every time he scores, it's it's like it's an equalizer, and he doesn't celebrate. This one was no different. After scoring, he didn't celebrate, and he did this like uh, this is a podcast. You can't see me doing this, mm. but he does this come on, come on kind of gesture. gesture with his arm, trying to rally teams to like get back to the the center part where they start again. <laughs> yeah. And he he actually uh, check out the episode description. We have links to what we're discussing here. But there's a tweet that talks that quotes him on this. He was interviewed after the game about not celebrating, and he said, "I was actually a bit annoyed because we should have scored a couple of times before, and the game technically wasn't going well. So it was more like I scored, but let's get back and get another one." Because a home draw, I was never going to be celebrating. I only celebrate the wins, and we did that. Damn! I love it. It's a great attitude. I love it. What kind of upbringing did this boy have that he was not? He's not allowed to celebrate. Vikings, come on! I know uh, he's such a badass. I wanna, I wanna, like, I wanna be him. I wanna. He's so, I love him. He's so cool. No, Toby, how did you, like, I was watching the highlights, and I really, like you guys mentioned, it touched everyone. It felt like a pinball game, where it's like, bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. And how he was like, he just never gave up, because, like, it kept bouncing back, and he was just like, he had a great, clear line of sight, but you wouldn't have thought it if you were just looking, because you were so confused of where the ball was going. I was confused. I was like, wait, who was that? How How, how was he, like... Obviously, Hoi Bie is such a good addition to the team, but I think he's still underrated considering how mm-hmm. much he's contributed. He is an instant impact player, I'd like to think. You're right, yes. yeah. I think it's easy to see him as kind of a midfield general, like hard tackler, like good at cleaning up on the defense. But the way several times he's kind of proud at the top of the box, ready to pick up any loose balls and fire a quick shot, like that's clearly something in his, in his repertoire. So, yeah, what a player. And I, I know, like, we're kind of saying he's underrated, but I think he's starting to get the credit he deserves because I think it was announced just this morning that he's been shortlisted for Danish Player of the Year. Wow. So, <gasps> so yeah, it's it's the same award that Ericsson won, like, every damn year. So That is amazing. That is amazing and so well-deserved. I guess the other guy we got to call out, our second goal that just brought us home, and this guy celebrated a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sergio oh Reguilón. My God. I, oh, I cried internally. I cried <laughs> in spirit. I was so moved by this. And like uh, like the kind of celebration that we didn't get from Hoibs, Reggie had in spades. Oh my God. Like best slide ever. Great like swarming of pylon of players <laughs> after. It's, yeah, I'm just so happy for him. And also a great goal. Another team effort that just, like, he didn't give up. It's like people were trying, the, the, the dire, um, I guess, what was that, like a free kick? It was a free kick. Yeah, I think. free yeah. kick. Yeah. I got it right. The dire free kick missed, bounced back, and he's like, I'm here, bitches, in. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I love that. And in the replay, you notice that he starts running towards the goal, like, 
even before he knows that the ball is gonna be there. So he's just like, is it just instinct? Is yeah. it just I, an impulse that I, I must be in a good place in case this doesn't convert? Yeah. So, so I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's just pure like ah, commitment to the cause or is it distrust? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe that it's his commitment. He's yeah. like, I'm not a striker, but if I can help make something happen, I'm gonna fucking make it happen. Definitely. I was scared this guy was leaving us in the summer, honestly. Like, I was like, that would take him back. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad he's here. He also, so Reggie celebrated on pitch, which we love. He also <laughs> celebrated on Instagram, of course, because he's like our most influencer generation type player. He celebrated on Instagram. He posted a picture of his celebration on the pitch. And he said, I'm, he says, vamos, happy to help the team, hashtag coins. And if you scroll down... There's a comment from Hoibs, which is a little bit bitchy. I love it. He says, Grande, congrats on your second goal, brother. Which is bitchy because if you remember, technically, this isn't Reggie's first goal. His first goal was an own goal. So, yeah. Well Thanks, played Hoibs. by Hoibs. That's funny. Yeah, we love it. That's we love funny. it so much. I mean, we're not the only ones cheering. I think a lot of coverage, and we've talked about it earlier in the first half about how we're really trying to sell the Conte train. Is we see Antonio Conte hyping up the fans insanely. Like I, all, I, I really, really feel every shot of him. I'm afraid he's gonna like get an aneurysm or a heart attack because I know that's called passion, but I'm also like, holy shit, sir, you're not a spring chicken. Please, like, don't die on us. <laughs> Yeah, he was intense. So I think in the eighty something minute, it was towards the end of the game. The cam, like the whoever's directing the the broadcast, <laughs> put cameras on Conte, and Conte was like facing all four sides of the stadium, trying to hype mm-hmm. up the fans, and he was like demanding passion from the fans, which I I love. It was so intense. It was honestly, it was expert crowd work. You yeah. see that level of like like call and response. <laughs> Kind of at like concerts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the sports equivalent of when I say say hey, you say ho, oh, but it was hey. hyping oh. and trying to make people everybody say love, love. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it was it was awesome. It gave me goosebumps. Honestly, it <laughs> no. really did. Yeah, I think you really get the sense that he is expecting more from everybody, and I think that should include fans who have been a bit fragile. Um, over the past few months I mean yeah. Toby I don't uh, I don't know this man and the one time we discussed him I said he looked kind of scary so obviously they're trying to debunk this instead of saying scary it's intensity but what are we supposed to know about Conte I mean educate a dumb dumb like me in terms of like his history because clearly this guy is storied and apparently legendary because everyone loves him and I'm trying to understand why why am I supposed to be hyped up about Conte I don't know a ton about his biography, to be honest. I mean, my only real experience with him is when he came in to join Chelsea um, and then immediately wins a trophy. So I think he's, like, considered as good as gold. I think the reason he didn't come in and join us the first time around before Nuno was because apparently he was skeptical that he wouldn't get the budget that he requires to buy players and that kind of thing. So... Um, I think there's reports that he's been promised more money this time to secure the transfers he wants. Okay, well, every fanboy seems to be happy, so there must be something good. And I guess I, for me, like I've said, I'm just gonna 
hold my breath and not yet, you know, go all out because despite this intensity, we have yet to find out, right? I mean, oh my gosh. Okay, so after the after the game, you usually see uh, the manager go out on the pitch and kind of like shake hands or hug or whatever each of the players individually. And there's a video of him doing this, and it's it's intense. You see him really coming at each of the players individually, and like you don't know when he steps up to them, you don't know if he's gonna like go in for a punch or, or a hug or something. He kind of does both a little bit, even when he high fives. It's it's really more of a rather than a yay, um, and yeah, it's it's aggressive. And I think I think Soren has expressed his concern about this aggressive celebration. And how it might lead to some injuries. Yeah. Which is a very, it's a very real thing. Exactly. So we know someone who high-fived someone and they were high-fived so hard that they, like, they broke their shoulder what? or something. Yeah, Cody Bellinger of the uh, the Dodgers. I think it was during the, it might have been during the World Series last year or something. But yeah, he, in a, in a over-exuberant high-five, he dislocated his shoulder. Oh my god, um, Spurs, doctors, and health team, can you just hold him back a little? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's not dislocate anyone. But in that celebration, it was really nice to see something we hadn't for a while, which was the players smiling, because mm. we've yeah. seen them at their most miserable for a few months now, and it's been pretty hard to watch, like especially Hugo, mm -hmm. who always brings his best, I mean, best keeper in the world, hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hugo yeah, so, was smiling. Yeah. It was interesting to see also how the players each reacted to his intensity. Like when Conte approached Hugo, Hugo was smiling. I think same with Sun. Dyer with, had a big smile. On yeah, his face. totally. With Ben, Ben seemed to match the aggressiveness and he looked really like serious. Love Ben. Yeah, I thought there were a ton of good individual performances, really bright spots as well. I think Royal keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, Reggie played really well. I think Winks had some great passes as well. I really like him. So yeah, it's it's really promising. Well, Toby, we are currently seven on the table behind Wolves and just a bit out of reach of the top five. But our next games would be, well, we have a Europa League match uh, against Mura, but we've got Burnley, Brentford, and Norwich all in a row. Guys, I'm asking the question I ask all the time. <laughs> what are our score-like predictions points? Uh, you know my answer, and this time I'm saying it with more confidence. <laughs> Maximum points. Maximum points. I, yeah, I think every... Uh, it's a very competitive year. I think, like, Brentford's a very good side. Burnley is always tough, especially at their house. So it'll be, it'll be a tricky one. But I think for the first time in a while, I think we really can get maximum points here. God, I love when we all maximum points. I mean, guys, nowhere to go but up. Like, let, let's check this out. Conde, you seem to have the good vibes, and we hope we can replicate this. Thank you. Thank you, Toby, for joining us again, and I hope the next time we speak, it's more jubilant behavior on all. <laughs> Heck yeah. Kois, kois, kois. Kois, kois, kois. Hey, and welcome to the second half. So in the first half, we talked about the Conte PR masterclass, trying to get everyone on board. And I think an important part of that is people seeing um, approval and support of him from the players. And I think in the past few weeks, and especially after the Leeds game, we totally got that vibe. 
Yes, I think in, in the after the first few games, Sunny uh, players like Sunny were interviewed, and Sunny specifically said things like, "Oh, there's a lot that we can learn from him." So it's like mm. a ringing endorsement from one of the best loved players, right? And after the Leeds game, uh, it seemed like I don't know that every player posted something. You know how we never really got to do a goodbye Nuno episode. Well, I don't really see or I don't recall player postings on that. I guess it was too short a relationship, yeah. but I really do. Just for the record, I feel bad for how that went down. I really thought Nuno should have been given a little more time, but that is the reason I am not in Spurs management and they call the shots. However, here we are in the Conte era, and it seems that all the players are smiling. And isn't that what matters? So, <laughs> as a yeah, yeah. So I just re- to react to that, I do feel bad that that Nuno didn't get his like slew of thanks, Mister type posts like we got mm-hmm. in the past. But yeah, it was a short, it was a short relationship. But you know what else is short? The relationship so far that we've had with Conte. But it seems like we're getting like resounding happiness from everyone. And I don't know how much of these posts were like ordered by the club telling the, the players, mm. hey, post something positive after the Leeds game. But it's every player mm. did. A Sonny doesn't post a lot. He doesn't. But he, he posted a photo from the game and he said three points won because of our response in the second half. Congrats to Reggie on his first goal and thank you supporters for the amazing atmosphere. Celebrating the win and throwing a bone to the supporters. Ben is back number one ben doesn't post at all ben davis rarely does anything on social and this time around we get a multi-photo post three photos uh and it's just like big three points blue heart first photo team yay second photo being hugged slash decapitated by new manager conte and it, you can't even see Davis's face, but you can see Conte looks like he is about to ball. I love it. Third photo, Ben in action. But Ben never posts. And this is like the PR team dug deep. They got everybody to post, including Ben, which I appreciate. And uh, here's to more, Ben and Blue. Totally. Um, the last one we're going to talk, again, this is like a sampling. Everyone had their own posts. But the last one we're going to look at is, is Delhi's post who I think he was subbed on fairly late. He didn't even really play the entire game. But yeah, was also commanded to, or no, out of his own free will, posted a victory post. And I really, like, I like the unexpected photo that he chose or was chosen for him. Um, and it's him in the suit um, arriving at the game, which is nice. He, he says, good win today, boys. Important three points. Also, Delhi, great new hair. I really like that he's switching up, switching it up. He is doing what he does. Delhi is looking good. And I think it's just Acid really, I don't know, telling that the vibe seems to be a lot better. Yeah. Which is good. I, I guess it, it's all a, it's all down to winning, right? Like yeah. when you're winning, everybody's happier and we want people to be happy. So yay, I hope this is the start of a good relationship because I don't want to change managers again so soon. And yeah, I know. Maybe yeah, it's like parents breaking up, you know, like the upheaval. Ooh, sorry, just one last like... thing before we leave this Delhi photo for the next batch of content. But notice that he's wearing pearl, like a, like pearl necklaces. And I will attribute this to the power of Harry Styles. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. within the last year, Harry Styles has repeatedly come out wearing like a pearl necklace and making that okay. I guess making that okay for more dudes to wear it. And here is Delhi with his own spin on it. So, props to Delhi and props to Harry Styles. I wonder what Sunny has to say about this. A little snarky fashion critic. I love it. <laughs> I'm excited. Somebody asks Sunny what he thinks of the pearls because we will cover that shit. Speaking of shit, we love to cover. It is time for our favorite segment of the episode. Welcome to Spurs BB of the Week. And as you guys know, Acid and I and guys, Acid dug deep this week, joining me in the mud that is the wonderful, cute photos. And guys, it was a lot. We've been gone a while and people delivered. We have not one, not two, not three. We have nine entries into Baby of the Week this episode. And so we're going to kick it off with the Verkonghen Brood. Guys, you know I was going to include them. Anything Jan posts, I follow. And we get to see Jan's three kids. They can all sit upright now. The baby is now sitting upright by himself on the beach eating ice cream or eating snacks. And his caption is, just chilling. They're so cute. They all look like his wife. Her jeans are strong, but they're so cute. They are so cute, guys. I'm so excited to see more from the Vertonghen kids because these kids are growing up so photogenic. We love to see it. Nice. On the topic of babies sitting upright, we have our next <laughs> entry. So next is Charlie Morgan and Mama Alex Morgan with a friend. I'm not. Should I recognize... Anyway, they're with a friend who's posted it on Instagram, and it's just a series of Charlie and Mama Alex and their friend um, sitting on a park bench and kind of just enjoying the moment. Super, super cute. Like, Charlie's smile is the best, and we've talked about her smile a lot, and she just has a really cute, funny toddler smile, and it's on display in all three photos. We love Charlie Morgan, and we're so happy to see her back. Guys, you know who also is back? Lily Sissoko, but she's not the main point of this post because, guys, congratulations to Mary Lou Sidibe and Musa. Musa Sissoko, they got, they tied the knot. And on a multi story, multi post, photo post um, by Mary Lou, it's captioned uh, Mr. and Mrs. Sissoko, or Mrs. and Mr. Sissoko. I love it. Mm -hmm. Good job, girl. Put yourself first. She looks gorgeous in her gown. But, guys, if you scroll to the next photo, we get. Lily, I assume she's the flower girl, I don't know, but she's wearing a really cute matchy-matchy dress with her mom and a very sensible cardigan because it looks cold and I will not let this child freeze to death. She is so adorable. They're posing by a pool. She looks a bit lost in the third photo, but still adorable. Congrats, Mrs. and Mr. Sissoko, and congrats, Lily, for always making it to Baby of the Week. Yeah, congrats. And from one celebration, we go to another. From a wedding, we go to a birthday. So check this out. This is from Antonio. Welcome, Antonio, and your baby. This is from Antonio Conte's <laughs> Instagram, and he's greeting his, his own baby, his 14-year-old daughter, a happy <laughs> birthday. Honestly, this is super sweet. You have the, of course, for every birthday, you need the, the, the age in giant balloons behind you. And so we see a giant 14 and we see Antonio and uh, his wife and their, uh, and their daughter smothering her in kisses. She's super cute. I love her hair and her yeah. hair looks exactly like her mom's. 
and her so mom cute. looks young. It's yeah, they're cute. They're cute. Very cute. Happy birthday to Antonio Conte's daughter. And we'd love to see more of your babies, um, Conte. So keep posting. I hope he's like a, active on social. He probably has a, a manager. For there, sure, for like. sure. From one birthday party, we go to our next birthday party, not turning 14 years old, turning one. Davinson Sanchez's baby Salvi is one years old, guys. And we get two sets of photos here because obviously Daniela Reynad's wife, has posted 10 million photos of this jungle Disney-themed movie where Salvi and his non-neck are on different animals. We get a zebra, we get a giraffe, we get him on the floor, we get him with, like, the jungle um, jeep. We, it's so cute. I, he is just so adorable. The second photo is, I think, my favorite because we clearly see no neck in his white polo shirt, and I am loving it so much. This baby has grown on me. His smile is the best. And then we get Davinson's post, who also doesn't post Salvi a lot, but this one we get a more chill post because it's just him in his, I'm assuming, bedroom. Uh, Salvi, I mean, not Davinson. <laughs> not now. And Salvi just looks so cute. I guess he flew like a toy car, except it's like a vintage car, and it looks really cute, and he just looks so happy. Happy birthday, baby Salvi. Maybe you and Conte's daughter have the same birthday. I don't know, but I love it. Awesome. So from the photos of Salvi chilling out on the sofa at home, we move into another household where the family is chilling out on the sofa at home. So check <laughs> out this Instagram photo from PH. This, this looks intense. I feel like we don't usually get this kind of, of photo of Spurs babies. But like we see Hoybe like looking at something off camera. It looks like a TV and he's looking intense and he's kind of, he has his arms around his two babies um, and they're also staring that way, looking intense. I'm assuming they're watching TV and I just, I want to know what they're watching. I wish, I wish he gave us more context. Are they like riveted with Peppa Pig or are they watching something like a bit more intense, like <laughs> some murder mystery or like a dateline or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious to see more of these kids because we don't get a lot of them. But I'm confident as Hoibe gets more and more into the Spurs life that we will see more of his, his adorable children. From more adorable kids, we go to the locked account. Of, so I'm sorry, you guys. Of Neisha Aurier. And this child just brings it every single time we get her on her personal account posting she's on a yacht i'm assuming she's in a very cute yellow polka dot bikini she has her eyes closed her hands one hand in her hair one hand looking out like she's about to like belt a song and her caption is guys wait okay she says stop right there please don't kill my vibe i love it i love it so much this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl. <laughs> she can do no wrong. I am so excited to see her grow up because this child is freaking golden. I, I can't be, man. I can't. Awesome. So from golden summery vibes, we move into like winter wear. Check out this photo of Hugo Lloris and son Leandro on the Instagram of, mm -hmm. of his wife, Marine. Um, and this is, I, I love this photo because you can, you can kind of cover uh, the, the bottom half 
and it feels like it doesn't match the top half. Like Hugo looks really like serious <laughs> and focused, really in the zone. And when you reveal what he's in the zone about, it just doesn't match. But you know what? It's cool. It's, you know, millennial dads subverting expectations of what dads <laughs> look like. Um, but this isn't our only stop at Bellary's household. We also see um, a slightly older photo uh, video on Marine's Instagram of the two older girls, the Ates, and they're mm -hmm. they're playing football with their dad. So it's Hugo goalkeeping against his daughters, and yeah, I don't know if he's just half-assing it, but they're doing really well. <laughs> I think he's half-assing it, but kind of like alternating, like half-assed and like serious that he doesn't look too bad. But I love seeing his older daughters. But most of all, I love to see our babies of the week. Welcome back to our reigning champions and forever loves. Baby of the week legends, Alter Viral family. Toby is back posting his adorable kids. We get both Jace and Ayla on the couch, cuddling together, looking like they don't want to kill each other, which I love. And his caption is, they owe me nothing. I owe them everything. Two red hearts emoji. <laughs> Toby! Such a sweetheart. And just the best vibes from a man we miss so much. Congratulations to the Alderweireld household once again for winning BB of the Week. Yeah, and also I think we need an award for best caption. I, I love this. <laughs> I think it would come down to this and don't kill my vibe. But you know what? Let's, let's give it to Toby. You got it. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, uh, and yeah, there goes the whistle. We have ended the second half. We want to thank you guys for joining us once again this week. If you aren't following us on our socials, please do at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you and solve any stalking sports mysteries you have and just tell us how we're doing um also like subscribe share with friends smash that subscribe button give us feedback we'd really love to improve and and see what we can do together so yeah we love we, we can't wait to hear from you guys thank you so much acid thank you toby thanks patty and thanks everyone for joining us again we'll see you guys next time on stalking spurs come on, come on you spurs, spurs.